guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Homestead Connection. Today, we are going to be talking about all things succession planting. Kylie and I are going to cover everything you need to know about maximizing your garden space. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about succession planting because it's something that is kind of new to me. I started succession planting for the first time last year, and I'm taking it pretty seriously this year. So I've done a lot of reading about it. It's something that I'm really enjoying kind of mapping my garden out with when it comes to succession planting. Yeah, same here. I only started doing it last year and it was just very little bit. And so this year we're doing a lot more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about succession planting because it's something that's a little bit new to me. Um, I started succession planting last year. And I, I planted a couple of crops in succession last year, but this year when I was mapping my garden out, I really took what I wanted to plant and planting in succession more seriously so that I kind of knew how to map out my my full-size garden. And I decided to move some of my succession planting crops to like containers and grow bags. Um, so anyways, succession planting this year like looks totally different for me than last year. So it's just something I'm excited to talk about. And I actually planted my second succession of carrots and radishes earlier today. So the timing of this whole deal is perfect. That's awesome. It's so nice that you can succession plant in smaller areas as far as grow bags or raised beds, whatever you have available to you. Succession planting just really helps you maximize your your harvest at the end of the year. Yeah. And that's one of the things like we were really hoping this episode will like help give people information and direction and inspiration on how to succession plant so that whether you're going to try to succession plant this year or have the knowledge to be able to succession plant next year. We just really want to help equip you guys, our listeners to the best of our ability, whether it's in your full size garden or if it's in pots and containers. So what is succession planting? It's like a term that you'll see sometimes. It's one that we've talked about over on the Homestead Connection Instagram. I've got a blog post coming out about it tomorrow. And what is it? So basically succession planting is when you're going to take certain crops that have a very short harvest window like carrots or radishes or lettuce, you know, something that's basically 65, 75 days or less, and you're going to plant that multiple times throughout your growing season. It's a really good way to maximize your yield. It's great for smaller spaces, and it's also a way to avoid like an overabundance of produce so that you don't have stuff that's going to go to waste. For me personally, I like radishes, but I don't like to have like too many of them on hand because like, what am I going to do with a hundred radishes? There's only so many ways you can preserve radishes that in my opinion are tasty. So I'd rather grow a small amount of them multiple times instead of have one large harvest of radishes. For sure. And like for me, my favorite thing to succession plant would be green beans because we love yeah. canned green beans mm-hmm. in this house. And <laughs> for us, we go through them so quickly, but I only have so many hours in the day. And to be canning green beans all hours because I planted so many at one time is just not feasible. And so for me to yeah. spread that out over a couple successions during the summer and to just plant green beans, you know, once now and then I can can those up. And then in a couple weeks again, I have another crop ready to roll. It's just, it saves time for me. And I'm not stressing out about needing to get all of this canning done at one time um, to preserve for the rest of the year. Yeah. I So you said green beans and I actually just did that. So 
I planted, this is my first year succession planting green beans. So I wasn't sure the quantity that I wanted to start with. So I started my, I did jade beans, which I, jade beans are a pole or, uh, or a bush bean. I don't care for pole bean varieties. I just, I have other trellising and vining plants. I just, anyways, I prefer determinate plants. So jade beans, I started 12 of them from seed early, early spring. And so they've been in the ground now for a couple of weeks and I'm actually starting to get an abundance of green beans now. And I, I should be able to can green beans for the first time this weekend. And I'm really excited about it because I didn't can green beans last year. Last year, I actually didn't do any pressure canning at all. And one of my big main goals and focuses this year was to can as all like to can all of the green beans that our family uses for an entire year. So I put those 12, um, 12 plants in the ground and I just put eight more in because these ones are kind of in full swing, full force. And these other eight that I put into the ground, they're still going to need a couple of weeks to get there. But by the time they get there, my thought and my hope then is that the beans that have been in the ground for a while, they're going to start kind of to peter out. And if you've grown beans before, they'll produce all season, but their production really slows down. And it's not that that's a bad thing. It's just when it comes to wanting to like actually preserve and put away an abundance of food to like enjoy later, I really want stuff to grow as optimally as possible. For sure. And green beans are, is a great starter for pressure canning. Like green beans are so easy. I love pressure canning green beans. And they just taste so darn good that your family's just going to love them for the next year. And so all your hard work for putting in the separate successions is going to be so worth it. I tried planting carrots in the ground two years ago. It didn't work out well. My soil's too clay, like too much clay in my soil. So I did carrots and grow bags last year. It worked great. And so now that I know that carrots and grow bags work well for us, this year it's just been carrots like so many carrots um because i also want to be able to preserve those for the whole year as well that's awesome so before you start succession planting or when you're considering succession planting in your garden there's like three things that you're going to want to look at first and ask yourself before you move forward and the first thing is is what zone do you live in for me i live in zone 5a molly I live in 4A. I'm actually right on the border of 4A and 4B, um, but err on the side of caution with 4A. So actually I'm right on the border of 5A and 5B where like just right directly on the border. So I also err on the side of caution by going 5A because the higher up you get in your growing zones, basically the shorter your growing season is and the earlier your frost dates are. And so for me, by erring on the side of caution, if I'm going to assume my first and last frost dates are a little bit earlier, then I can be pleasantly surprised if I have an extra week or two before I get that frost. Um, Yeah. So you want to ask yourself, what zone do you live in? You want to know when your first and last frost dates are. And the third question you want to ask yourself is how long to maturity are the vegetables that you want to plant. So how long is it going to take before you plant your seed and harvest the, you know, the fruit or the vegetable that you're aiming to get by planting that seed? Because once you know those things, once you know your growing zone, once you know those frost dates, and once you're familiar with how long it's going to take to get that harvest, then you're going to be able to know how many successions you could plant if you wanted to. 
and what types of vegetables are going to be reasonable for you to actually plant. Yeah, I think it's also important to think about um, when you're thinking about succession planting is what is your family going to consume the most of? Mm -hmm. So when you are planting in succession, you're planting because you need more of that or you're desiring more of it, right? And so why succession plant tons and tons of carrots if your family's only going to eat a certain amount and so succession planting really to maximize it is to going to be to what your family's going to use the most of and so if you think about it if you have we have 52 weeks in the year say my family is going to eat one jar canned jar of green beans per year okay I need at least 52 quarts or pints, whatever your family size is, jars Mm -hmm. for the year to be self-sufficient on green beans, right? So then you're going to need to figure out how many beans does it take to fill in my jar to can it for the size that I need for my family, and then kind of figure out what your yield is per plant. And then you can kind of determine also how much successions you need to plant to have a sustainable amount for your family. That's so good. Yes, you're completely right. That's one of the things I've looked at for myself and I love that we're using green meats because it's just so on par with what I'm trying to do for my family. I would really like to do at least three successions of green beans, but I think I can squeak in four successions of green beans. My, so with me being in zone 5A, 5B, my, um, like my first or my last frost date is like May 15th. And then I'll expect frost somewhere around the middle of October, like October 15th ish. So realistically I could plant green beans until right around the beginning of September and still harvest from them. And that puts me around four of like four successions of green beans. If I stay on top of things, you know, if I do my job and stay on top of things. Um, but that should give me a year's worth of green beans. So sure. once I do my first round of pressure canning green beans, hopefully this weekend, I'll really have a better idea for round three and round four. If I want to do eight more plants or if I want to do 12 more plants or if I need to increase it to like 14 or 16 more plants just to have the quantity that I want in order to feed my family because we truly eat at least, yeah, we probably eat a can of green beans a week, some maybe, you know, two cans every other week. It just kind of depends on how I'm preparing the green beans, but it's something we reach for a lot because my whole family likes green beans. And, you know, that's kind of rare to have a vegetable that the entire family will eat. <laughs> for sure. And knowing that all plants, like your yield from this, all going to be varying, right? Like some plants going to produce more than the other. And so planting extra is better. Um, and that's where it's super helpful to have sec second, third, fourth, fifth successions of certain things. So that way, you know, you are getting enough to last your family for the rest of the year. For sure. The other thing with succession planting, so we're talking about planting in succession in order to maximize the amount of yield you have to like enjoy right now or to preserve later. Like the other things that are really nice to succession plant are the vegetables that bolt. So spinach that bolts, you know, um, broccoli that bolts. You might get one nice head of broccoli unless you get too much heat and that bolts. Same with your spinach, how you might get, you know, it's nice for a couple of weeks, you know, two weeks, three weeks before it bolts. Those are other really nice crops to succession plants. So you can enjoy them for a longer amount of time. And it doesn't matter if they bolt then. For me, I'm not growing spinach this year just because I find personally that it's too much work for what it's worth, but I am doing that with romaine lettuce. I love romaine lettuce and I'm always harvesting from the outside, you know, every couple of days. Um, 
but at some point for me, lettuce just needs to be pulled and started fresh. So I have a second round of, of romaine lettuce getting ready to go on the ground here shortly. Yeah, same. We have some lettuce. Some of our lettuce didn't uh, fare very well. Um, It's been very dry here in Minnesota this spring and it's just not thriving. And so we need to plant some more. I have the seeds out. So I'm going to go probably put some in the garden later this week because right now I think I only have like four or five healthy, good looking plants. And that's where the beauty of this comes in where (laughs) I can put it in again and know that I'm going to get a good crop coming. Yeah. Nope. I think that's my first round of radishes looked so terrible. And because it's so dry here, we, I planted my radishes. We went out of town. It's been so dry. I just pulled them and started fresh because it's just, it's just not worth it to put in the effort when I know I can restart them and that the radishes should come up in just like, you know, 30 to 40 days, basically. For sure. That makes complete sense. One of the things you said was about analyzing or looking at what your family actually uses and, and needs before you go and just decide to plant, you know, plant it over and over again. And when I was looking at you know, the most common crops to succession plant. Cause I know what mine are. My, you know, my main ones are, you know, lettuce and green beans and some other stuff. But one of the common crops to succession plant is okra because the turnaround time for okra is 30 days, which oh, is awesome if you <laughs> love okra. <laughs> but if I planted a ton of okra, <laughs> It would just go to waste. Me from Minnesota, I don't even know what I would do with an okra. I don't even know if I've ever had okra, to be honest. Uh, See, I've had it, but I I wouldn't grow it. I like it if we're like going somewhere, someone offers it to me, that's fine. But I wouldn't grow it. That is a quick um, grow time. 30 days. 30 days. Wow. Um, Eggplants is another one. It's not on like the top list, but it's one that I was surprised not to see. Um, And we'll get into kind of some of the most common vegetables to plant in succession here in a minute. But um, last year I planted six eggplants. We were up to our eyeballs in eggplant. That's going to be me this year. I planted eggplant for the first time. Don't know what I'm going to do with it, but we're winging it. My chickens wouldn't even eat it. Right. At the end of the year last year, so the first couple of eggplants, I harvested them. You know, I made some um, vegetable lasagna with eggplant noodles. Where, you know, you can do that with zucchini yep. noodles. I did it with eggplant noodles. Turned out great. It's a little bit, you know, laborious, but it still tasted really good. I did that. I did eggplant parmesan a couple of times where you like bread it and fry it. Um... And then by like the end of June, I was done with it. I was like out the window, done with it. I kept giving it to my chickens. My chickens wouldn't eat it. So I kept throwing it in the woods for the deer. There you go. Someone needs to eat it. The flowers on them are beautiful though. Like eggplant is very beautiful to grow. And they start as just like these tiny little, I don't know. They're just like these tiny little purple nubbins and they just grow and they're so beautiful. But anyways. What other vegetables are good for succession planting so the vegetables that i succession plant most commonly just for me personally are carrots radishes leafy greens and green beans but like i said this year is the first year i'm taking green beans very seriously but i those are the ones that like my family will eat the ones that are practical for me to continue to grow kind of over and over 
but some of the other ones are so like leafy greens so we're talking like different types of lettuce spinach um those take 50 to 60 days to grow to from the time you plant that seed to the time it's ready to harvest is 50 to 60 days um which makes awesome for growing all year all you know or like all all growing season peas are another one which i do actually have i just reminded myself i just planted a six, second succession of peas of um sugar snap peas those only take 60 days and they're so good too they're so good and they're easy those you can blanch and freeze yes you can uh eat them fresh you can shell them if you want to and so those are another one i planted a second round of carrots are an obvious one we know those take so little time 60 60 to 75 days for most varieties although i just planted a variety earlier today that says it's 55 days to maturity radishes okra those are all those are both 30 days to maturity turnips was another one beets are another one these like root vegetables you can see like leafy greens and root vegetables are like the two big two big ones um and then brassicas so things like kale broccoli cauliflower cabbage 60 to 85 days see and i had no idea that cabbage was actually something you you could succession plant we love sauerkraut um and so maybe next year i'm gonna have to succession plant i mean i could still do it yet this year Mm -hmm. probably a second crop of my cabbage so that way i could have more sauerkraut for the rest of the year i didn't know i could succession plant those that's cool well and you think about so when you're succession planting, especially these things that are like a one-to-one seed to harvest. So one seed per carrot, one seed per radish, one seed per cabbage. With broccoli, a lot of times you'll get that one head of broccoli and then a couple little shoots here and there that you can cut off if you wanted to. But even cabbage is one of those like one-to-one ratios. You don't have all these baby cabbages coming off. But if you want to eat it fresh, or make it into sauerkraut and you know store it for later absolutely you could and sauerkraut something that doesn't keep for forever so to make it ferment it and enjoy it and then give yourself a break and then you know while the second round is growing you can absolutely do that but things like cabbage so kale cauliflower broccoli cabbage actually kale is uh very short to fruition just like leafy greens 50-ish days but the cauliflower broccoli and cabbage they can take up to 85 days so for me in zone 5a b area my growing season is like 154 days so that means i need to start my first round of seeds like in march so they can go in the ground as quickly as possible and then immediately start that second round if i want to make sure that i can harvest it before my first frost dates but and not to get too long-winded but some of these things like brassicas and peas and carrots and radishes those are also good cold weather crops so even if you tip into that first frost or into those colder temps those cooler weather that those cooler nights you know those are the types of crops that you're succession planting all all spring all summer but then they can still tip over into early fall and you're not going to suffer any major consequences for sure. And that's nice. And even not that you want anything to, you know, not survive the cold weather, but since you succession planted them throughout the spring, summer, when it gets into fall, if it does happen, you're not like just devastated because you lost that whole crop because you've had it throughout the whole summer. 
Absolutely. For sure. There are some other crops that people will succession plant, like corn was one, um, certain varieties of cucumbers and zucchini, but it's a little less common. And some of those ones get to be very specific to um, like longer, longer growing seasons. So warmer climate zones farther down in the states or in the country. Yeah, and another thing that I think is really common to succession plant and that I have been doing more of is flowers. So if you're talking about cut flowers um, and you're wanting to have bouquets or go to the market or just have bouquets for your house, you need to succession plant your flowers because if you plant them all at one time, you're going to have like a few week window where you're going to have beautiful flowers and none the rest of the summer. And so succession planting flowers is the way to go to ensure that you have beautiful blooms all summer long. A lot of flower farmers will plant things every two weeks or every three weeks. Um, Certain flowers you need to succession plant uh, more of than others because they're kind of like a one hit wonder. So like think of a sunflower or a snapdragon. Mm -hmm. Those you will cut off and they will not come back. But Mm -hmm. like your zinnias or your cosmos, you cut those and they come right back. They come back again. So those are called come again flowers. Um, So cut and come again. And um, yeah, so flowers are super important. If you are wanting to have, um, you know, them in vases, you will want to succession plant those as well. Last year was the first year that I planted any flowers from seeds. So I've always done, you know, where you go to the greenhouse, you get it from the um, hardware store and I'll plant stuff and enjoy it that way. I'll do hanging baskets or different perennials like daisies or echinacea or whatever, and then enjoy, enjoy them as they flower. But last year was the first year I planted anything from seed in terms of flower. And I planted cosmos. I planted some zinnias. I don't know, variety of things, but I did exactly what you said. I planted them, I don't know, first week of June and I didn't get to enjoy them until August, pretty much almost. It wasn't right. until August that I was finally able to cut the zinnias, cut the cosmos, put them in vases around my house, which I absolutely loved. But this year, I took starting flowers from seed a little more seriously, not quite, but a little bit more seriously. And I started a handful of perennials from seeds in my greenhouse, like, I don't know, beginning of March or something like that, so that I can hopefully enjoy them earlier this summer. And I intentionally planted perennials because I'm still learning so much about flowers. Like, I didn't know that when you cut a zinnia, it will come back even more blooms than when it first grew. And so, I mean, the girls and I planted a ton of zinnias the other day, and I'm really excited about that. But I intentionally planted perennials this year and started them from seed so that I'm hopefully a step ahead next year when I start flowers around my property. No, that's, it's, flowers have a lot. It's kind of a learning curve and it's not easy to know. And if you see flowers and you see beautiful flowers and you want beautiful flowers, Mm -hmm. it takes a lot to figure out what you need to do to get them to look like that all mm-hmm. summer long. And so succession, succession planting is the key. Is there a couple flowers that you would recommend just for like the first time, like me, a first time beginner succession flower planter? Zinnias are so easy. Zinnias are forgiving. And I think that they are super easy just because they do cut and come again. So, you, you know, even if your succession planting isn't on par, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Snapdragons are beautiful. I have a huge love obsession with Snapdragons. Hmm. And those ones you need to start early. Um, otherwise, because they have such a, um, a long time to maturity. Mm-hmm. And so you, you'll want to plant those early. And you'll probably want to plant those every every week, every two weeks. And then probably the most popular one for people is sunflowers. Everybody yeah. loves a beautiful sunflower. And you know when you cut that stock, you're not getting any more, right? And so cutting your – or planting sunflowers in succession, you know, every week or every two weeks mm-hmm. will ensure that you're having those throughout the summer. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, I've got the zinnias in. Um, I, we planted a couple of sunflowers, but I want to go back out next week and plant some more sunflowers. So where we planted the sunflowers, we planted, there's a, there's room to plant three rows of them. So the girls and I planted one row, like the farthest back. And so hopefully next week then we can like plant another row. So we'll see how that, how yeah, that'll be perfect. The reason that I actually started succession planting was I worked really briefly at a flower farm and I was planting seeds often. <laughs> and, you know, every day after we would go and, and harvest flowers, I'd be in the seed room planting more sunflowers or whatever we had going on. Um, and so that's how I actually was really introduced to succession planting. Mm. And then it expanded into my personal garden, um, especially with green beans like I touched before. Um, and so that's how I got started success- succession planting. How did you find out about succession planting? Because years prior, I had never really heard about it. And I feel like last year it really took off online mm-hmm. and people were talking about, you know, I'm going to have a fall garden and here's why. (laughs) So how did you find out? Yeah, no, I remember the whole fall garden thing last year. I felt, I felt like the fall garden stuff last year really blew up and I had never heard of a fall garden. But even before that, you know, last year, by the time everybody was talking about fall gardening, it was really too late for me to plant an intentional fall garden. But I had started succession planting last year and I just kept a couple of my successions going into those like late summer months into early fall or late summer weeks, I guess, into early fall. And the first, so the first, the way I first got started with succession planting was really with my lettuce and my spinach because my spinach bolted so fast two years prior that last year I decided just to plant two rounds of it. I also succession planted peas last year. I forgot about that. And maybe it was just the brand of peas that I used. I felt like my yield of my um, sugar snap peas was very low last year and they were done producing before my family was ready to be done eating them. So I planted a second round of peas last year as well. And that worked out great. The growth, the the time to fruit production on those was really quick. So that's really how I got around to it before it was talked about on Instagram, before I really knew about what a fall garden was. I really just wanted to make sure that the things my family liked and the things that my family was eating were available for longer in our house. For sure. Sugar snap peas are a hot commodity here too. Nobody <laughs> wants to be done with those early. <laughs> so that's nice. As, as long as it can be dipped in ranch, my kids will eat it. So All right. <laughs> sugar snap peas, cucumbers, radishes, whatever it is, as long as it can go in ranch, my kids will eat it. Perfect. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us today and learning all about succession planting. I've written a blog post recapping everything we talked about today plus more over on the website, www.thehomesteadconnection.com. Until next time, we'll see you soon.